Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Money on my phone, that mean I talk to the money. Money on my chain, that mean the money hang with me. Money on my hat, that mean money on my mind. Money on my Kool-Aid, that mean my money sweet. Oh yeah, G. What the, what is on your all uh, shade, bro? Shades, I mean I see the money. Well, I mean, money change to me, G. She's 65, you heard me? Huh, what's your money on your shoes, bro? I mean I walk to the money. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Money on my watch. Huh. I mean time is money. <laughs> it's funny because he's fat. What's happening, guys? Happy Friday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, it's going to be a bit of a hodgepodge, a mixed bag, an assorted look at various things through the Dynasty landscape. Now, I knew it was Friday. I knew I wanted to get a bonus show out for you guys, and I knew I'd be flying solo. So what this is going to be is this is going to be a little bit of like a news dump slash stuff. But stick around. It's kind of a three-parter because I do owe you guys some dynasty cells. So on the Sunday show, the main show, I had the power go out here just north of Indianapolis where I live. We were without power for a couple hours and was unable to get back on the stream with Jerry and, and Maddie. So I thought I would make good and give you guys not only my cell of Ramondre Stevenson, but a couple of other cells. Those guys will be in the middle of the pod. That's kind of the middle segment of what I'm going to do tonight. Uh, just real quick in the segment that I'm in, uh, I want to hit one piece of news and I want to talk about our patron draft and real quick. So you guys know we're doing the player profiler thing. Now this is really just for you guys that are subscribed to the Dynasty Warzone audio feed. Sounds pretty good, right? Everybody wants to feel exclusive. But it's not really exclusive because if you were subscribed to the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel and audio podcast, because clearly you get the audio podcast, if you went over to the YouTube channel, you'll be getting more shorter content as well as other content on our Dynasty Warzone channel. Then the other day, we dropped a bonus Memphis buys on the player profiler. You can only get that on the player profiler YouTube channel. And then the podcast. So you really do, if you don't want to miss what I'm putting out for you, the little micro edges, the little things that I'm trying to give you, the buys, the, the value, the sells, all the little stuff, because I'm putting it out everywhere. Because I want to entice you. I want to, entice is the wrong word. I want to reward you for subscribing to two YouTube channels and subscribing to two podcast feeds. Again, Apple Player Profiler Dynasty Warzone, Spotify, same. Again, I'm encouraging you to subscribe everywhere because you have to feel like, hey, there's value. It's one thing we're here, we're, we're all about here at the Dynasty Warzone, value, volume and value. And the value in subscribing to all four places is there's going to be unique content to all four of those channels. Please subscribe everywhere and be on the lookout for some cool shit this summer. Speaking of cool shit, 
Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Is that a plug? Yes. Is there something going on at Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone? Yes. That is Patron 18. That's right. Our 18th Patron League. And a special tip of the cap and shout out to Neil. Neil is our admin. He comes up with all these cook, uh, kooky, unique, interesting league formats. Like I think I think it's 14 or 15 is a relegation league. If you know anything about European soccer, which I don't. But I do know that if you fuck around, you will find out and you will get relegated and you will get moved in this league. That's a concept league. We're, we're doing a pirate league. But patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, 18 leagues. Uh, it takes me a little while because uh, Neil's the admin, but I'm the treasurer. And therefore, you know, when we pay everybody out at the end of the season, it can it can take a week. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's a weird feeling to be hunting people down to give them money for winning patron leagues. But it feels really good. And speaking of our patron and, and our patron leagues, we're in the middle of 18. And this is a super flex. This has got some tight end premium elements to it and i drew the 10th pick and i feel like neil was doing me dirty not like super dirty but dirty all the same and uh you know i love to pick in the middle i know some people want to pick on the end some people want the 101 some people like the 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 12 and then the turn this league i did get get kind of paid back because i had the third round reversal so i did get to make a short pick on on round three, so that helped me a little bit as well. But started off the draft the one ten Dak Prescott. Now I heard Theo Theo Griminger on our buddy's podcast, the the Sonic Truth. You know, he was talking about you know he wouldn't want Dak as his quarterback foundation piece, and I don't know why. Uh, Dak is my QB eight in a startup. I think Dak, even though I think he's like thirty, give or take. I think he's still a really good quarterback, and they continue to support him with more weapons. So I didn't mind taking Dak at the 110. I was hoping to, to, to come around the curve and and get Deshaun Watson, but someone took Watson maybe a pick or two ahead of me, maybe the 201, the 202. And when it got back to 203, I was really perplexed because I was really considering going quarterback, quarterback, just get this shit out of the way and – you know, go, go ahead and, you know, fill in the rest of my roster. But I got to looking and I was like, man, what a great spot to get C.D. Lamb. Justin Jefferson and uh, Jamar Chase were already off of the board. And I was like, this is not bad. I was like, I'm going to start a brand new Dynasty Superflex League with a Dak and Lamb stack right off the bat. Added some other pieces along the way. Uh, added Jared Goff. We're just now through eight rounds. I uh, got... Dallas Goddard. I mean, I've, I've got some good pieces. It's 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 feeling like a win now team, but I don't feel so committed to the win now. I've not traded away any future picks. I'm kind of just letting it come to me as it will. So just a little preview. I'm going to be doing some more on that draft as we get through it. My strategy, I'll be doing that as a patron exclusive podcast. Again, it's a patron league, patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. If you have any questions about that sort of stuff, you can, you can DM me at DWZ Memphis on Twitter, uh, hit me up and I can answer any questions if you're interested. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a previously recorded video or segment in this case, an audio segment of three cells 
that I'm looking to unload before the start of training camp. And then we're going to go back at the very end of this show and we're going to do another segment about another little concept that I heard the other day. You know how I love these little business concepts. It It's my jam. And, and, and I love this because not only can I equate it to the game of dynasty fantasy football, I love things that I can equate to life, my marriage, uh, working with my son, working with my son's baseball team, uh, just anything. You know, so some of this stuff is, is really helpful. So when I hear these little nuggets and I think they're worth sharing, I'm going to share them with you guys. That'll be at the far end of the podcast. So right now, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the extra content. And until next time, make sure you tune in on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We'll have Dan Williamson from the GOAT District chiming in on some dynasty buys. That's right. We did sells last week with Maddie Kiwum. We're going to do buys this week. And then the following week, we're going to do holds, guys that you shouldn't be doing anything with right now. So we've already done sales. We're doing buys. And then we're going to do holds. But speaking of buys, I'm going to tell you goodbye now because I'm going into some other segments. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube channels, to podcast channels, and you're going to get a lot of cool content as we get closer and closer to camp and the season. So speaking of buys, I'm going to say goodbye as I move right into a sell segment. What's happening, guys? It's Memphis from the Dynasty War Zone, and today I've got some Dynasty cells for you. First sell, let's get right into it. A.J. Brown, that's right, A.J. Brown. Everybody's wide receiver four, maybe five in, in some cases, but a guy that I'm absolutely looking to move on from right now. Why? You might say Memphis, he's, he's 26 years old. He's coming into a super prime. He's got Jalen Hurts, he's Philadelphia Eagles. I get it. I love fading guys coming off of career highs, and A.J. Brown is coming off of career highs in catches, targets, and yards. He was up 37% in targets. He had 145 last year. His previous high was 106. Catches, he had 88 last year, up 26% from last year. He had 70 as a previous high. Yardage, holy cow, almost 1,500 yards. The guy had 1,496 yards. That was up 39% from his previous career high of 1,075. And he had good TD luck. He had 11 TDs. That tied a career high. So again, much like I did with Debo going into 2022, I love fading guys coming off of monster, monster career years. I also believe the loss of Shane Steichen to the Indianapolis Colts is going to have more of an impact than people realize. With the Philadelphia offense in 2021, now that was a split offense. Nick Sirianni started off the season. They made some adjustments back toward the playoffs. But in 21, that offense was 14th in total yards. Jumped to 2022 under Shane Steichen. They jumped up to second in total yards. The passing game went from 3,404 yards to 4,105. Now, can Jalen Hurts do what Josh Allen did after losing his offensive coordinator? Maybe, but we did see a dip in the production of Stephon Diggs. So for me, A.J. Brown benefited from a lot of injury luck, not only his own, but from the injury to Dallas Goddard. Goddard missed five games, and you know I, th I think the conventional wisdom is, is that Devonta Smith would be the person who would hurt or take away touches from A.J. Brown, but Dallas Goddard's been a really good tight end, whether it's 
different head coaches, different quarterbacks, and for him to miss five games, that put a lot more opportunity on the play of A.J. Brown. Again, turning 26, as of the recording of this video, he may already be 26. So that's his super prime. But bottom line, I don't like acquiring players or holding players coming off of career years when they've had major, major shifts in their offseason. I love A.J. Brown, but if I could get into guys like C.D. Lamb, do I have to add a little bit? Do I got to add a second on top of A.J. Brown? What do I got to do? Would love to move to the C.D. Lamb tier, or we can go down a tier. We can go to Jalen Waddle, Amon Ross St. Brown, Alave, Garrett Wilson. There, there's a lot of guys that I could get with a little bit of plus. Maybe I could get one of those guys in a pick, or maybe I could get another young player that I really like, but I'm definitely looking to move on from A.J. Brown. Next guy. Now, next guy is Tony Pollard. Don't hear what I'm not saying. This is not a seasonal take. This is not a redraft take. Tony Pollard could absolutely help people win leagues, but I don't know. Maybe he could help you win a win now, Dynasty League. I don't know, but but let's look at a situation because it stinks. It stinks. He's on a franchise tag. Will he be in Dallas next year? Where's he going to be in 25? We don't know the answer to these questions, so I don't love the situation. He did sign his franchise tag. That's good. He'll be in camp. He'll be in, you know, immersed in the offense. And, and that's my next concern is the offense. Kellen Moore, the, the human joystick, he's taking his crazy offense to L.A. with Justin Herbs and the boys. And I just don't think this offense is the same. I don't think it's going to be the same under Mike McCarthy. You know, I, I maybe, maybe Mike McCarthy's a good play caller. Or maybe Mike McCarthy benefited from peak Aaron Rodgers many years ago. I don't know what the Dallas offense is going to look like under Mike McCarthy, and you're paying Kellen Moore offensive prices for what's going to be a Mike McCarthy offense. So, so maybe it stays the same, but I don't know. And are we sure that Dallas isn't adding a veteran? I mean, I think Dallas, I think if you ask Dallas fans, you know, do they fancy themselves a contender in 2023? I think the answer is yes. And would a real contender really go into the season with a backup running back group of Malik Davis, Deuce Vaughn, and Rico Dwaddle, especially when your star, your franchise running back, is coming off of an, an injury that, that he potentially is not even going to start camp on time? So, you know, you add all this up. For me, he's a sell. He's the RB11 at player profiler. I think that's the right number. You know, but at a Mark book, at, at, at a Mark site like Fantasy Pros, you know, he's the RB9. And they have Pollard over guys like Najee Harris, over Kenneth Walker, which those would be the kind of guys I would be targeting to get off Tony Pollard for. Can I get Najee Harris in, in a second? Can I can I get those type of guys? I would love to. I would absolutely love to. Um, this is nothing about Tony Pollard. This is everything about his situation and the ambiguity of the offense in Dallas. Last guy. This one's a, a pretty simple one. Matthew Stafford. Now. This man was a stud in his day, number one overall pick, but he's 35. So he's old, not in relation to the earth, but old for the NFL purposes. And, and he had issues last year with both his back and his arm. If you remember last year in 2022, going into training camp, there was real talk about whether or not he was going to be able to make all the throws and he was going to get rest days. And he was going to see arm doctors that work with Major League Baseball pitching pitchers and and checking on his arm and 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 now he's the qb 29 
But I think there's still enough name value. Now, maybe you have to make this sell after camp starts. Maybe you need that first video of him chucking the ball down the field to, to Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua or, Van, or whoever. Don't, don't really care. But for me, he's the QB 29 at player profiler. And I'd be looking, I would love to be able to get into a, a Jordan Love, a Kenny Pickett. I don't know if that's necessarily attainable, although I think Love has less love than Kenny Pickett in the market right now. But I would also just as easily accept a Derek Carr, a Brock Purdy, or I'll do a callback to my previous video like this where I talked about buying McCorkle Jones. Can I get Mac Jones for Matt Stafford and get me out of the Matt Stafford business? Nothing against Matt Stafford. He's awesome. Uh, I think the word gets thrown around too much warrior, but the guy has laid it all, all on the line. And let's be honest, at 35, soon he'll be 36. That's how the age thing works. I don't think he's going to age like a Tom Brady or even a Drew Brees or an, an Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't be surprised if this was his last year. He could go into the booth. There's there's so many things this guy could do. He's made a ton of money. So if you can get off of him for a reasonable cash out, and here's the thing. Maybe you can get a wide receiver in a super flex. Maybe you can get a running back, and you may say to yourself, self, hey, I need a third quarterback. I, I really don't. I will take the risk that I can get a Jacoby Brissett or maybe an, an, an injury guy, a Clayton Tune. I don't care. This may be the very last opportunity you ever have to sell Matthew Stafford, and I've got to take it. I'll figure out my QB3 later in a Superflex. And speaking of later, I'll see you later. Thanks for watching the video, and be sure to subscribe. All right, it is your boy Memphis. This is the final segment of the show. This is a little 5-10 minute segment. And it's about a concept I heard on another podcast called probabilistic thinking or thinking probably, you know, and, and what does that, that mean? So this is the loose definition that I found. I, I don't like reading the textbook definition because most of us are just, you know, working class men and women, and we'll try to make it as easy as possible. So you're, you're trying to estimate something. You're trying to use your knowledge, your beliefs, and logic to estimate something. So let's let's use some examples. So when you drive to work in the morning or in the evening or overnight or when or maybe you drive for a living, maybe you drive a truck, maybe you drive a an Uber, I don't know. But you may avoid a certain area of town, a certain road, a certain route at a certain time because you know you have knowledge from using this route or driving this way often, you have knowledge that historically certain times of the day are bad. You believe that today is going to be one of those days and you use logic to say, hey, you know what? It's been busy before. It's probably going to be busy right now. So I'm just going to logically move around that. So just as an example and, and prediction, guys, prediction's a skill and, and prediction is a skill that starts with practice. And one thing that, that you should be doing probabilistic thinking on is to challenge your assumptions. Uh, Jordan Love is, is a good example. Everybody assumes, not everybody, I like Jordan Love. I know Theo likes Jordan Love. Some people hate him. They just assume because they saw him in a couple of preseason games a couple of years ago. They just assume because he was playing with backups that he's going to be bad. And they assume that he's going to be worse than Justin Fields. This could all be true. 
but what do we know and what do we believe to be true and what can logic tell you? So I'm going to, I'm going to move this into thinking in terms of the probability of success. Things like rookie picks. We all love rookie picks. And, you know, the odds of hitting a first round rookie pick is for, for us, because you listen to the Dynasty War Zone or you follow me on Player Profiler, you know, the, the hit rate, even for the best of us, is like 70%. So that means if you gave me a mock draft in the first round of a rookie draft and you're like, Memphis, you're going to take all 12 players because I play predominantly in 12 player leagues. You're going to take all 12 first round picks or you're going to do a mock draft and pick all 12. I'm going to pick nine, maybe eight, but nine winners. And there's going to be three busts in there. And, but that's okay. I'm okay with hitting 75% of the time if I'm adding in the risk reward ratio. And let me give you a real life example. Let's talk about Theo. A lot of love for my boy Theo tonight. Let's talk about Theo's guy, Devon A. Chain. Now, based on where we got him in rookie drafts, I put the percentage of, of him hitting at 50-50. I think that's fair. In, in a 1QB, he was going toward the back end of the first. In a 2QB super flex, he was going right around the, the 201 to 204. Check rookie ADP near you. But when you add in a guy who has got a 50-50 chance of hitting, when you add in his potential reward, you know, that should elevate him over a lot of other rookies in that area. You know, and, and a guy that I really like, like Kendra Miller. So what do we know? He he went in the top 100 to a team that we really like in Miami. I mean, imagine if Zach Charbonnet went to Miami or Kendra Miller or maybe a running back that we thought a little bit higher of. We would have been more excited, but because it's Devon A. Chain, we're not as excited. No, no, what do we know? Again, we know he got decent draft capital. We know that Miami is a good offense, and we know that the guys around him are Jags. They're serviceable you know, veterans. Now, what do you believe? I believe that he's going to get a good opportunity to have a part of this offense, whether they bring in Dalvin Cook or not. So I, I I know that they like him. I know that they have a role for him, and I know Miami's a, an offense that puts up fantasy points. Now what? And I told you what I believe. I believe that he's going to have a role regardless if they bring anybody in, and I believe they have a, a a unique set of offensive plays for him. But now let's use logic. So so again, remember we're going to use what we know, what we believe, and then let's use logic. And logic tells you that signing Dalvin Cook is going to be tough. Even though Miami is going all in in 2023, Miami is currently right now, if you go to Spotrack, Miami is currently $17 million over this year's salary cap and $49 million over next year's salary cap. Now, could they restructure somebody? Could they make some room? Could they, could they do some things like that? Absolutely, 100%. They could 100% you know, extend their left tackle or re-sign Jalen Ramsey, who they traded for, they they could do some things like that to, to to finagle the cap and give them some room. But do they want to wind up like the Rams without a Super Bowl? I mean, they can continue to kick the can down the road, or are you going to go forward with the guys you got? Because you you've got Jeff Wilson, you've you've got Raheem Mostert, and then you drafted you know Devon A. Chain, and I think the corpse of. Salvan Ahmed and Miles Gaskin are floating around there too. 
So if you think probably they're not going to do it. So probabilistic thinking should tell you to buy Devon A. Chain before Dalvin Cook signs somewhere else. Like New England. New England's got a little bit of cap space, and New England in 2024 has the most cap space. Maybe he signs in Dallas. I don't know. And, and Miami's come out and said it. But again, if you wait until you all the, the known information is known, you're going to lose out on all that value. Now, this is something that I've personally done for a long time, not knowing there was a term for it. I did not know that probabilistic thinking was the actual term. I used to call it moving on air. And you've heard me say that term in other podcasts before, but it's actually just probabilistic thinking. And every situation comes down to what you know, what you believe could or couldn't happen based on your experience. And what makes logical sense with a tad bit of research like I did on Miami salary cap. Are you going to get it right all the time? Absolutely not. But that's where you can pivot over to the casino model, you know, portion of probabilistic thinking. Does the casino always win? No. But does the casino care what happens on one hand of blackjack? No, because they know that over the course of the long haul, they are going to win as long as they keep dealing blackjack. As long as you continue to give yourself these little edges and practicing tactics like probabilistic thinking, going against concepts like cognitive dissonance, which we, which we talked about last week, these are the little things. And that's why I share these little things with you guys, because I hope it helps. I hope these are the little things that you guys find uh, interesting. I hope that you're using them with your dynasty roster. And if you ever want to talk about them, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at DWZ Memphis. Now, I'm going to get out of here. I have more stuff to record. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to all four spots. Dynasty Warzone, YouTube, and, and podcast feed. Podcast feed of your choice. You Maybe you're an Apple. Maybe you're a Spotify. Don't care. Pick the one you like and subscribe. Then, two-player profiler things to su subscribe to. YouTube, audio feed. You do those four things, you're going to get a lot of cool content, and I am going to get out of here. So, thank you for listening. I've got more content to do. You never know where it's going to be, so you better subscribe everywhere. Have a great weekend, y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.